All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Now, today is Monday, June 26th, and the win streaks are over after last week's losses. Options are starting to show that there's more fear in the market. We also have some key inflation data coming out this week. We'll talk about that. Cruise line shares are sinking again, and Tesla gets downgraded again. And we'll also take a look at Oxy, since our Oxy puts were assigned. Marcus and I are now the proud owners of Oxy shares at $57 a share. So what's our plan for selling calls? We'll take a look at what we did this morning. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about, so let's go ahead and get started. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading, and you could say that we have a ton of trading experience here, decades actually. In fact, most of the time I'm joined by Rockwell Trading's founder, Marcus Heitkoder, although he's on a pretty fun big road trip with his daughter right now, so he might be popping in from time to time, but for now... I'm flying solo, and I promise that you are in good hands. We know our stuff. We're not afraid to tell it like it is. So if you're looking for some honest insight into the world of trading, then you've come to the right place. Before we dive in and show you our trades and how we're tackling these crazy markets, let's take a look at what's moving the markets today. Let me go ahead and bring up my chart here. This is the S&P 500, and we see that uh, starting two weeks ago after this Really impressive multi-week rally. Friday, two weeks ago, get we get a reversal bar. And last week, we saw losses on Monday. On Tuesday, a little bit of a pop on Wednesday. Or, or sorry, we had Monday was a market holiday. My apologies. So down Tuesday, down Wednesday, bit of a rally on Thursday, down Friday, finishing the week negative. So the S&P 500 did snap this nice multi-week win streak, ending the week down 1.4%. So snapping a five-week win streak for the S&P 500. The Dow also snapping a win streak. The Dow was up for three consecutive weeks before last week's losses, down 1.7%. The NASDAQ uh, snapping a, a significant rally. Gosh, NASDAQ up eight weeks in a row before last week and then finishing down 1.4% for the week. So the win streaks are over. And, you know, after such a nice run up, it's it's normal to, to get a pullback and to have things calm down a little bit. In fact, the more uh, parabolic the move when we just rally significantly higher, oftentimes that leads to a bigger pullback. So uh, I like this. I, I think that this was necessary and needed and welcome for the market. A little bit of a profit-taking uh, profit week, a little bit of uh, just indecision here, trying to figure out what comes next. Now, let's take a look at the VIX here. The VIX, also known as the Fear Index, up on Friday and up today. Even though the markets are mixed, we're up 4.5% in the VIX, so it's showing that there's a little more fear uh, with options on the S&P 500 or S&P 500 stocks starting to see more uh, IV or implied volatility priced in, which means that traders are expecting some slightly bigger swings and potential moves. 
compared to what we have seen previously. Now, for the trading session, we've been pretty flat all day long. If we look at the S&P 500, we see that we're trading just above where we opened the day. Uh, right now, down one and a half points, which is nothing uh, for the S&P. The Dow down 54 points, which is uh, just shy of uh, two-tenths of a percent. And the NASDAQ is flat, just going nowhere. So traders trying to figure out what comes next, what's going on in the markets, and if we're going to see some follow-through or some more profit-taking or even selling and a potential sell-off here. So far, not the case. And we're just sitting tight. So last week, the worst week for the three indices since March. We did close above our 50 and 200-day moving averages for all three of the indices. And if we look at the heat map here in PowerX Optimizer, we could see what the, the big picture looks like looking at the S&P. And right now, we're just mixed here. We see that energy's up, so some green here in the right-hand corner. Some of the big market cap uh, positions just kind of mixed. Microsoft down a little bit, Apple up a little bit. NVIDIA and Google and Meta, uh, these three down. Amazon up, Tesla down. So some of the big names down, but overall, just kind of a mixed day. Software's up a little bit, a green zone here, uh, but overall just not a whole lot going on now if we look at the economic calendar it's a quiet calendar overall today there's nothing on the economic calendar uh, we do see that there's a red flag report tomorrow so consumer confidence is 7 a.m pacific 10 a.m eastern time we also have powell speaking on wednesday so wednesday we might get a little market movement depending on what Powell says. These are red flag items. Powell speaking at the open, 6.30 a.m. Pacific, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, and then Powell speaks in the evening as well. Thursday, we get final GDP unemployment claims. But then Friday, we have core PCE price index. So this is the Fed's favorite inflation gauge. This is something that Traders are definitely going to be paying attention to. This comes out an hour before U.S. markets open up. So that's going to take place on Friday, June 30th. And until then, just kind of a, a quiet week looking at the economic calendar. Now, if we look at the Fed funds future. So the Fed was in the spotlight last week, or at least Powell and some Fed members were talking and speaking. And we know that traders are paying attention to interest rates, of course. Now, the next meeting is in 30 days, 2 hours, 52 minutes, and 42 seconds. And right now, traders are pricing in a quarter point hike, a 74.4% probability that the Fed will raise rates. And right now, that's what it looks like. That's what the Fed has essentially said after a pause, that they are considering raising rates uh, to really continue to tackle inflation. The Fed potentially raising rates by another half of a percent, but traders say, nah, not today. Uh, maybe a, a rate hike next meeting, but traders based on Fed funds futures are saying that that's it. And next year we'll start to see rates declining. Well, Time will tell, and the PCE price index data coming out Friday, I think, is uh, one key piece of data that could influence the Fed and potentially change these probabilities. 
we'll have to see what Friday brings. Now, before we look at our open positions, let's take a look at some market movers. And I want to take a look at CCL Carnival Cruise Lines. Look at this. Carnival just getting hammered down more than 11% right now. Now, they reported earnings. And if we look at earnings, they actually reported a smaller loss than expected. They also reported better revenue than expected. So interesting to see that the, the numbers were actually better, but traders not happy. Now, Carnival did uh, also report, what was it? A better outlook, better outlook. So everything looked good, but traders, maybe a little bit of profit taking, uh, run up from nine to 16 bucks here. We see that Carnival back at levels that we haven't seen since May of last year. So maybe with such a big run-up, traders just said, hey, let's take profits at this point, although the report definitely looked good. But this is also driving other cruise lines down. RCL, Royal Caribbean, down 0.3%. So a little bit of a dip there as well. And then we have Norwegian Cruise Lines, NCLH is the ticker, down 6%. So overall, cruise lines are falling right now, even though, Carnival did report some decent numbers. Now, Tesla getting downgraded again, down 0.2%. So Tesla, after this great run up here, 160 up to 275, pulling back a little bit right now, trading at 251. Tesla analysts are basically saying, hey, things are great with Tesla. We like Tesla, but, but now... We're at a price point where maybe there isn't as much upside and competition could be an issue. So Goldman Sachs being the last uh, bank, Wall Street bank, to downgrade the uh, EV maker, downgrading to neutral from buy. Goldman said that uh, there's a difficult pricing environment for electric vehicles as well as the stock's recent run-up being an issue. Uh, for that drop from buy to neutral. So that's what's going on with Tesla here. Another EV maker that's on the move, but in this case, the opposite direction, Lucid LCID is a ticker symbol. Now, Lucid's chart just looks ugly compared to Tesla's, uh, but but after a big five-day slide here, Lucid up 10.5% here. This comes after announcing a partnership with Aston Martin uh, to supply powertrain and battery systems to the luxury car maker. So this news, uh, investors liking, although uh, you can't say that it's too positive considering we're nowhere near where we were trading just a week ago. So big move, big move, but not enough to get back to levels that we saw recently and lucid's chart definitely not the the prettiest of the the ev bunch now what the heck are we doing what are we trading well let's take a look at our open positions here let me go over to powerx optimizer and and i still have a position in pnc so PNC getting hit a little bit last week, although up to day nicely. PNC still waiting to be able to sell calls. I like this range that we're trading in. I just want to see us drift back up towards 130, break to the upside. So I could start selling calls again right now, sitting tight on this one. CSIQ was a position or 
uh, we, we sold puts. Both Marcus and I sold the 35 put last week, expiring this Friday. So if we close below 35 on Friday, we will be the proud owner of CSIQ shares. At this point, trading at 37.07, uh, looking good right now. Uh, profitable on the trade, but not enough to close early. So I expect to really hold this until the end of the week. And right now, liking where we are at. Now, Oxy, we talked about Oxy last week. And we've talked about Oxy, gosh, the entire year. I think that trading puts and, and potentially being a buyer or owner of shares between 55 and uh, 57, that makes sense to me. And last week, we had an opportunity to sell the 57 put. And on Friday, the puts expired in the money. The stock closed at 56.07. So 56.07 to close. Oh, no, we're down a little bit after getting assigned at 57. Not a big deal. When I put this trade on, I liked the idea of owning shares of Oxy based on my analysis. The Buffett effect is real. We had some nice support around 57. Although we got through 57, we see that there's these support levels at these lower levels. I expect for that support to hold up, get a little bit of a rebound. That's what happened today. So both Marcus and I sold calls and we ended up selling the 57 calls collecting 50 cents. So some nice premium there. That's 62% annualized on those calls expiring this week. And uh, we'll see what happens if we close above 57, potentially rolling those calls uh, or getting called away. If we close below 57, those calls expire worthless and we can continue to do that. We'll see how long this position lasts, but liking where we're at, everything looking good here. Now, how do we go about selling calls? And I mentioned that we had 62% annualized on the calls that we sold. How did we get this? Well, if we look at the call selling calculator here in PowerX Optimizer, I have my Oxy position and uh, the stock purchase price at 57. Here I can choose the expiration that I want to analyze. Marcus and I, we always like to go with the current week's expiration or next week's expiration because this lets us uh, really be flexible with the management of the trade, right? Because if things start to move higher, we could potentially roll out and get more premium or even roll up and make some money on the stock. Or if we're sitting tight right around 57, those calls can expire worthless. And then next week we can sell calls again and we have a little more flexibility rather than just locking in a price for multiple weeks or multiple months. Now here with a 57 strike price, that's what I was looking at. That's what, that's where we were assigned. And let's, uh, enter the 50 cents that we collected. So based on the time to expiration, this is actually 63% annualized. I said it was 62, 63% annualized. This brings our break even down another 50 cents. So we collected 32 cents when we, when we sold the puts. Now we have 82 cents in premium. That means that our break even is 56.18. 56.18. So right now, Oxy trading at 56.78, we're making money on this position, 
even though the stock's trading below $57 right now, it, which is where we were assigned. So that's the beauty of selling calls and, and selling puts to establish a position, selling puts at a strike that you want to own shares at, and right now loving this position. Now, I could click on this button here, and we can look at call premium, see what's available. We see that right now that uh, 57 call, there's still 50 cents there. So even though we took this trade in the morning, uh, there was a lot of uh, volatility priced into it because we were not trading at 56.74 when we took this trade on. But that indecision near the open, that's when I really like to collect premium because there, there is you know, price discovery. Traders are trying to figure out what the heck should these options be worth. That typically benefits option sellers and is actually a detriment to option buyers. Typically, option buyers are overpaying and option sellers are benefiting from it. I think we were almost uh, 50 cents lower when we got this uh, 50 cent premium. Maybe it was 40 cents. Uh, but nonetheless, if you were buying the 57 calls, uh, the stock went up 40 cents or 50 cents and the calls didn't really go up in value. But as an option seller, now we're, uh, we collected the same amount even though the stock has, has gone up some. Now the 58 calls would have been something to consider, but we see here that the annualized premium on the 58 calls right now is 23 cents. I think I saw that the high of the day was 24. So it would have been right there at the 30% annualized, which is that cutoff the line in the sand for both Marcus and I. Although what I typically prefer to do is on the first opportunity to sell calls, sell calls at the original assignment or cost basis basis which is 57. If there was a huge pop, if all of a sudden on Monday I'm assigned to 57 it's trading at 60 bucks, hey, take the win. I'll I'll take that $3 profit in that huge move if we opened up at 58. So not this huge pop but a nice move higher, then I could definitely adjust so I do have some flexibility in my plan, but generally speaking my go-to uh call strike to sell after assignment is the original cost basis because this is going to give us the most premium, bring our break even down quicker, uh, and then we can go from there. So our positions right now, the three main positions that we have on CSIQ, Oxy, and PNC, looking for more opportunities this week. Right now with uh, markets being mixed, oh, they've turned negative just a little bit. So I'll be keeping an eye on this, see if there's any opportunities with this little sell-off. With open positions, things are looking pretty good and continuing to look for opportunities. So if you like this video, please give it a thumbs up. If you're new to the channel, please subscribe so you can get alerted when we have other videos. That's going to do it for today's videos or video. Until tomorrow, happy trading, everybody.